Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio and on the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. You know, I love having people from Canada on the show. Do you know why? Because they're so nice. Yeah, because they're so nice. And you know what it is, too? If this election doesn't go the way we want, we have a place to go. Totally. Because we've, we've, we've. We forged all these relationships with people in Canada. And <laughs> so they're going to the take us with, in. <laughs> that's right. They're going to take us in. And uh, on the line with us today is Lori Davison. She's the vice president of brand strategy and communications at Sick Kids Foundation. And Lori, the first thing I want to ask you is, do you have a spare bedroom? <laughs> of course. I mean, maybe just a few days or maybe a few months. And I have I have a family of four. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to put you out. <laughs> You know? Well, you're 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 very welcome here. Everyone, there is welcome. you go. See, see, Canadians are so nice, but we're actually not uh, not here to talk about my future move. We are actually here, Megan, to talk about something incredibly awesome and courageous. Sick Kids has come out with a new brand platform, and it's called Sick Kids versus the greatest challenges in ch- child health. And if you haven't seen it already, folks, you definitely have to visit uh, their website and YouTube where you can see it. But it is a powerful piece, a courageous piece. And what I love about it, Lori, is when others are zigging, you're zagging. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about, well, we want to hear all about um, the new brand platform that you have. But could you start, Lori, by telling us a little bit about uh, the Sick Kids Foundation for those listeners who incredibly may not know much about you? Sure. So Sick Kids Hospital. Sick Kids is uh, the hospital for sick children in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's a hospital that's been around for 141 years in Toronto. Uh, we are one of the top three uh, ch- pediatric hospitals in the world. Wow, I didn't know partic- that. Yep. And yeah. particularly known for uh, for re- leading research uh, mm-hmm. The kids uh, discovered the gene for cystic fibrosis, and we are world leaders on uh, pediatric cancer and also heart surgery, among many other things. Very good. So how big, give us a sense to like, how many beds is the hospital? How big of a campus is it? It's about 300 beds, and we see about 100,000 kids every year. Uh, And things like uh, heart surgery are, we're one of, um, and for certain types of cancer, one of uh, only one or two destinations in, in all of the country that uh, perform complex procedures. And so wow. Uh, so did you, uh, how did you get the six, sick kids uh, name? Uh, so that's interesting. The, uh, the hospital rebranded itself formally as sick kids uh, mm-hmm. only about 15 years ago. And that was as a result of just, uh, reacting to what the community called us. So the hospital mm-hmm. ha- hospital has been known locally as Sick Kids for most of its history. And uh, the, the hospital started finally to start referring to itself by the same name. No, that's awesome, huh, Megan? It's interesting. You know, that it's, you know, that's better than the name they, they, what they used to say about my old hospital. They used to call it the Hospital of the Holy Ghost because that was the next thing you were going to see when you went in it. Oh, geez. Oh, dear. <laughs> 
So you want to be known for that. So I think being known as the sick, sick kids hospital is a, is a much better moniker. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a very well-loved institution, also a very well-loved brand up here in Canada. Um, Laura, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the Sick Kids versus campaign, as it's affectionately known. How did this get started? How did you decide to take a really dramatic stand in your advertising? Well, it began with a, um, us taking a look at where we were and where we needed to go from a fundraising perspective. And the uh, the needs of the hospital are growing exponentially year over year and Part of that is good news. It has to do with the fact that as a result of progress in science, uh, there's so much more that we can do mm. uh, for kids. And But what, what with that comes um, the need for investment in new technologies and new treatments and to continue research. So the needs of the hospital are growing. And as SickKids Foundation, um, our need to help um, fund these important initiatives for the hospital continues to grow. So uh, we we took a look at uh, where that growth was going to come from. And what we have seen is that uh, we look at our advertising, which has been very successful. We've we've had, um, you know, a lot of uh, strong emotional engagement with uh, with consumers over the years with our advertising. But what, what we see is that we do a really good job of reinforcing what people already think and already know about sick kids. We don't necessarily shift their per- their perceptions or, or tell them anything new. Mm. And um, what we what we realized is that we weren't going to get to a new level of donations and attract new donors by reminding people of what they already know. Mm. Uh, it was go- it was necessary for us to to jolt the community and to speak to people that are sitting on the sidelines and and bring them in. So that was really the initial impetus for this. Yeah. And, you know, think about it, too, Laurie and Megan. I mean, most of the advertising and appeals that you see out of hospitals, I mean, they're just so predictable. Right. It, you know, you can already see what they might do and the types of things that they might say. But that isn't the case with this ad. I mean, you you folks address a lot of like serious issues. And there's mm-hmm. a point in the 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 ad where it's like. It, the kid stops breathing yeah. and you know, they, and they have to perform CPR and it was like, wow, they really went there. Like, I mean, like every person's greatest fear, like a kid, you know, a kid that stops breathing. Yeah. We've one thing we have always strived for is authenticity in our, uh, we don't shy away from difficult stories and every, every child that we depict is a real sick kid patient. Every staff member is a real sick kid staff member uh, we want we want to put those stories out there because they're they're real and they're they're what they really illustrate the need. And you can really tell when you're watching that. I mean, it sort of feels like watching an action film, and the heroes are the doctors and the kids and the parents and just everyone that's portrayed there. You can tell that they're real people and not actors. And I think that's to, speaking to your authenticity piece. It's so powerful. Yeah, I like that uh, analogy to action heroes. And um, and you were asking about sick kids versus, and you, you also just mentioned the staff in there as well. And I think that's a big part of the shift here, along with the tonality of it. It's also um, focusing more uh, than we had in the past on the hospital as uh, the, the fighters. And, mm. you know, uh, one 
um, one, one point of clarity that we like to make is that the, the campaign platform is sick kids versus X. So mm-hmm. it's sick kids versus cancer, sick kids versus sick, right. sick fibrosis. Mm. And yes, I, I think that there, there is a lot of cause marketing out there that has turned patients into heroes in various mm-hmm. ways. And that's not really what we're trying to do here. We are, um, not every kid needs to be a fighter, but we need to fight for every kid. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's really about that, bringing all of the talent and the, the brightest and the best who work at SickKids, all of their talented resources to bear on, on making the best possible outcome for every child. Well, you know, one of the things I love about it, too, is it does have that, you know, I love when you said, like, the kind of the action hero piece of it, but there's also a real human quality to it too you know much more like batman than superman you know uh you know kind of this you know this this invincible superhero and maybe someone like batman who's a little bit more vulnerable shall we say anyways but i love the right. the vibe of it and i loved like the part two where it's like you know you have people there in revolutionary gob um you know and they're like marching you know in battle mm-hmm. and then uh kind of like the armored person too like the game of thrones type of thing i mean that's what i think about anytime i see anyone and <laughs> And that type of attire, you know, so but I thought they were all great, you know, in terms of how those call to actions worked. Yeah, the arc of the spot, if you sort of follow it, it starts off a very fantastical place. And we see toy soldiers and knights and very sort of surreal over the top. And then it just stops you cold with the um, the cardiac arrest. Mm. And then we go then we go into a much more sort of real uh, space in terms of what we're portraying. You see, there's sort of portraits that are looking right at camera after that point. So I think it part of the emotional journey it, it takes you on is to lift you up really high and then it just grounds you totally. in a way mm-hmm. you weren't expecting. It, well, it's definitely gotten a lot of pickup, I think, in the advertising world. I'm curious to know what the response has been from your corporate partners and from donors and and everyone else that's out in the world that's maybe not a pundit in the advertising world. Right. Um, yeah, the advertising world definitely latched onto it right away. We were, <laughs> Which is great. Um, yes, we were top five in Fast Company uh, last week, which was great. Well-deserved. Um, thank you. Uh, and yeah, in terms of the donor community, so overwhelmingly positive. And I think it's interesting, I, you know, from anyone's experience in advertising, when you go out with something that's a bit, you know, brave and different, you can expect it to be polarizing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did go into it anticipating that there would be some strong negative reaction. And there are a couple of pockets of uh I, and it has more to do with sensitivities around particular kinds of um, conditions and, you know, the, the whole fighting metaphor in certain um, communities is uh, associating that with patients. There is right. a bit of grayness around that, mm-hmm. which is why I you know, try to make the distinction about what the story we're trying to tell. Um, and and I think as the campaign rolls out, we tell more stories, people will, that will become clearer. Uh, but in terms, in general, like what I can say is we saw a, a massive lift in donations immediately. Oh, that's great. Uh, wow, that's great. On, 
Yes. And especially in our, we've got something like 280% lift in monthly donors alone. Uh, and interestingly, we're noticing a, a pattern with uh, younger, do- younger people. Um, the biggest growth we're seeing is age 25 to 44, which historically has not really been our core, but it's been older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with males. Hmm. We seem to be striking a chord with a male audience. Mm. Um, well, it's got almost that quality of, you know, like the, I think what people feel in like a video game, you know what I mean? Like what's going on yeah. with a lot of the action and stuff like that. You know, I mean, if, you know, my son always is always, he's 14. He's always playing like, you know, Assassin's Creed or something like that. And it's like an historical based and they kind of jump from this part of history to that part of history, et cetera. Right. And I felt the same way kind of watching the ad that I was kind of jumping from one part of history to another. Right. I've, another insight I've heard from some men is that uh, it brings you in in a mm. way that a more traditional mm-hmm. charity mm-hmm. ad that is immediately, you know, playing the violins, you mm-hmm. might uh, you might tune out. And I think we sort of are tricking our male audience into becoming <laughs> emotionally involved. <laughs> imagine, imagine. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, you know, Laurie, you know, one of the things I'm curious too is in a broader perspective, though, like one of the things I love about it is it, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show where when others are zigging, uh, you're zagging. And this is something that's different. It cuts, a, uh, you know, uh, through the clutter. It's something that stands out. How important do you think this is for nonprofits in general that they try more controversial, more, you know, things that would make some people feel uncomfortable? Um, well, I think it's very important in this day and age to not waste your money on something that's going to, um, you know, just just get ignored. For me, that's the first responsibility of a marketer, especially a not-for-profit, where you, know, you have to be conscious of spending money to make money. And I think it's really easy to just put something out there that is like, you know, sitting in a warm bath and mm-hmm. nobody's nobody notices it and nobody's upset by it, but right. uh, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. And, I, and I think this, what I think this piece of work is 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 also doing is it's speaking um, in a very authentic way. It's just telling a side of the story that hasn't really been told, which is mm-hmm. that performance side of these fighting causes out there and how, how the people on the front lines are working so hard every day because they believe in what they're doing. And we don't tend to celebrate them to the degree that we we celebrate sort of the victims, if you will, of, um, you know, of the same cause. So uh, for me, it's, it's that it's a new way of looking at it, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not different for its own sake. It's, it's dialing up something that's genuinely there. Do, do you think that you'll be able to, or do you have plans to use this platform as it relates to your corporate partners? Do you see them plugging into this in any way? Yeah, actually, that's one of the the great things about it is it's so flexible, and we have um, corporate partners uh, like Samsung, for example, who uh, they're a big donor to us on um, creating experiences for kids that make being in the hospital feel less like being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they've got their own um, T-shirts they've made up that say Samsung versus Missing Home. Um, oh, that's and awesome. We have yeah, and we have a partnership with uh, Kraft Peanut Butter up here, uh, and SickKids has 
the ambition to cure food allergy in the next 10 years. So that's craft versus allergy. So it definitely um, is uh, something that we can roll out to a lot of different battlefronts and a lot of different partners. Yeah, I like the fact, too, that uh, brands can take a specific stand on an issue that you're related to, like the craft and allergies, which I really hope so, because my daughter has a peanut allergy. So I'd really like to find a solution to that. Well, we are working on it. (laughs) I'll let her know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who was the genesis for the idea? Did it come from you? And you worked with an agency on this, correct? Yeah, we worked with uh, Cassette. It's a Canadian agency um, who are extraordinary. Um, and we gave them the brief of, uh, they knew we wanted uh, to to shift, that, to move away from the sort of more traditional work that we had been doing. So they had that brief. And um, the starting point for them was that SickKids is taking on and battling the greatest challenges in child health we are winning, uh, but we won't stop until every kid is a healthy kid. So sort of that that zone of we're performing, we're winning, um, but we're not there yet. We need your help. Uh, they took that and turned it into something much more <laughs> uh, uh, simple uh, with mm-hmm. the sick kid versus. What was your response when you first saw whatever their concept was? Like, I don't know. I'm assuming they didn't just come to the door with the, with the video, but what was your response when you first thought of or heard their, their concept? Well, it's interesting. They, they, in the first round, uh, they presented three ideas and I, I will give myself the credit of saying that I immediately gravitated to this one because mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, it just, it felt so right. And the way they presented it was uh, from the t-shirt. They started mm-hmm. with the t-shirt rather than the video. Oh, interesting. And yeah, and I and the fact that they could bring it down uh, to something so simple, and it still had em, like emotional resonance to it, uh, was it's just we knew it was going to be powerful. Um, mm. So they were lucky enough to sell their idea in the first meeting, and then <laughs> we spent about a year, <laughs> about a year developing it from there. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things when we've had um, other episodes like this too, Lori. One of the things I think that struck uh, Megan and me is like, wow, this is really a process in terms of how many iterations it goes through. I mean, um, you know, we were mentioning before the show Organic Valley when we had them on to talk about Save the Bros and the video they did around that that they went through three different agencies and I think they spent Megan as much time um, trying to find the, you know, the right way of saying this. It, it's something that takes a long time. And as you know, Lori, there's an investment involved too. Yeah. So in this case we lucked out. Um, uh, we have uh, we have a great team and it just happens that it was people that I had worked with before at other, I was agency side before I came to sick kids. So I knew, uh, I just knew that people, I knew what they were capable of. And, and I think it comes down a lot of the time to the the responsibility of the client to Mm -hmm. really provide a clear brief. And so Mm -hmm. we've spent a lot of time working on the brief before they even went away to ideate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we were, we were on the same page and I think that helped us get there quickly. Well, it's certainly a fantastic platform. And Lori, we so appreciate you coming on Cause Talk Radio to talk a little bit more about it. If people want to learn more about this campaign, how might they do that online? I would suggest uh, that they go to fundthefight.ca and they can learn all about Sick Kids and about the campaign and watch the Sick Kids Undeniable video if they haven't seen it yet. 
It's also searchable on YouTube under that name. Excellent. And we will definitely probably embed the video if it's on YouTube into the show notes and put a link to the the site as well. Joe, where can people find you online? Uh, People can find me at Selfish Giving and uh, you can talk to me minute to minute with Megan and Sick Kids on Twitter at Joe Waters. And of course, check out all those Pinterest uh, pins on cause marketing at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And of course, you can find show notes for today at Cause Update as well as SelfishGiving.com. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. You can also find us on Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. And on behalf of Lori and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 